Hello, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week. If you are new to the podcast, we have a show releasing every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. You could also go to YouTube. If you type in Michael Lombardo or Awaken Podcast, it should pop up. You could subscribe there. We've got a lot of video content on there. Ever since the beginning of last year or even before that, we've been posting all the video footage of every single podcast. And so we're over 220 podcasts deep now of Awaken Podcast. It has been such a joy to speak with leaders in the body of Christ from around the world, authors, teachers, prophets, apostles, pastors, um, missionaries, friends, family, amazing men and women of God from around the world, um, as well as teach the Word of God. We love the Word. We eat the Word. We we abide in the Word. It is so important that we allow the word to be a daily feast and to awaken our hearts to the beauty of who Jesus is, his plan, his purpose, the identity that we have in Christ so we can be equipped to be who we're called to be in the world. And so thank you for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. That is the heart of this show. And so um, if you've been watching week after week, thank you so much. Today, I just want to release a short encouragement to you. Before I do that, um, if you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you've listened to Awaken Podcast, you know that my wife and I are planning a church called Awaken Dallas in the Dallas area. And so if you're in the Dallas area and you want to come and worship Jesus with us, simply adore him, minister to his heart. It's about the simplicity of the gospel, sub- simplicity of devotion, of knowing him, creating a space where the Holy Spirit can move and flow freely, impact, encounter, encourage, and stir us, um, then come on out. You'll hear my my heart. Um, y'all, it's a beautiful time of ministry. It's our first interest night slash gathering on February 17th, and so make sure to come out. If you go to the description section, click on awakendallas.com, and that's where, where you'll find all the details. There will be child care and children's ministry from ages 2 to 8, um, and all the details are going to be in that section, okay? So all of our gathering times up until Resurrection Sunday, which will be our official launch, but we're meeting twice in March. We're meeting on Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday, and this February 17th, Friday night. And so make sure to join us if you're in the Dallas area and you want to encounter the Lord and worship Jesus with us. And so anyways, I want to dive in. I want to speak to something that the Lord's been whispering to me in secret, something that he's been really comforting my heart in, something I've embraced since I first got saved. You have to if you're a believer, but this needs to be a continual journey in our lives. And I feel like this time... um, this time, this age, but not only that, um, just being in the Western world, I don't know where you're listening to this. I know people are listening to this podcast from around the world, but if you're in America, if you're in the Western world at all, um, you would definitely resonate with this. Okay. This is, I want to talk to you today about embracing mystery and how the Lord calls us into the mystery of himself and his gospel. And this is by no means a comprehensive study, okay? We could really dive deep into this. Um, 
This is definitely a taste of a larger study, but I wanted to encourage you today. I'm going to quote a scripture that is parabolic in general. Um, when it comes to the book of the Song of Songs, that is a romance parable. Uh, it's it's a picture of Christ and his church, Christ, the bridegroom, his church, the bride. It is a beautiful parable in the middle of the Bible that speaks to our nature and who we are and how the Lord how his affection is for us, how his love is towards us, and how he is maturing his bride in this time in his love. And so it says in Song of Songs 2, 6, that his left hand is under my head and that his right hand embraces me. And you might be thinking, okay, what in the world is that about? I'm going to dive into that. I'm going to close the podcast with an interpretation of that, okay? But the Lord's been really whispering to my heart in secret. I've been studying. I've been in the scriptures. And this is something he's beginning to unpack that I just wanted to encourage you with. You know, oftentimes we read the Bible and we can see that the language of God is mysterious. We could see that the language of God is parabolic. When Jesus came to the earth, He was the perfect demonstration and image of the Father. And how did he communicate to the masses? There was very little moments where he just spoke plainly and clearly. He did with his disciples, and they still didn't get it. He said, I'm speaking to the masses in parables, but I'm speaking to you guys plainly, and they still were scratching their head, okay? So he was in measure speaking to his friends, his disciples, his servants, plainly. Um, But even then, we need the spirit of revelation to really unpack these things to us. And so, but we see Jesus, he spoke in parables. People would ask him questions like, I want to follow you. And he would say, well, you know, birds have nests, foxes have holes, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And so that wasn't a very clear response. He was wooing that individual's heart to a deeper understanding of who he is, what his mission is, maybe even the condition of their heart as well. And so, you know, if you look at even the nature of prophecy, how God speaks to our heart, we've had podcasts talking about hearing from the Lord and the prophetic, but he oftentimes gives us pictures and these pictures need to be interpreted. It's his language. Sometimes he does speak a very clear word in our heart or bring us to a scripture, and that's him speaking to us. But I know with myself and many others is that he'll give you a picture. And then as you seek him on what that picture is in your mind's eye, on your in the eyes of your imagination, you get this picture and you begin to seek him on it and he begins to unfold an interpretation. So he speaks to us even with images, even with pictures that have symbolic and prophetic meaning attached to them. Look at the book of Revelation when he wanted to tell us about the the consummation of the ages and he wanted to tell us about how this whole thing is going to wrap up and unfold. We get the we get the book of Revelation. <laughs> you know, John encounters Jesus and there's some things that are very clear in terms of how Jesus spoke to the churches in the first few chapters and then what it looks like in heaven. But even that even those images and those pictures have deeper meaning to them that if we would seek his heart, we would begin to um, understand, like it says, he is a rock, but that explains his nature. He's not an actual rock. He is the sl- he is the the lamb slain in the center of the throne. He is not a actual lamb that is slain. He is Jesus, and it speaks of his finished work, and it speaks of his nature, his character, what he is like, the work that he accomplished, that he laid down his life for his brothers and sisters. Those that he loves like a lamb going to the slaughter. And so 
these beautiful pictures that describe eternal and spiritual realities. We're going to be forever unpacking these mysteries and mysteries are not a bad thing. Our hearts were created to pursue him and to, it says that it's the glory of God that can seal a matter. It says in the book of Proverbs, but is the glory of Kings to search it out. When our hearts search out the things of God and he unpacks them, unravels them to us, it is so beautiful and so glorious. I know to the logical mind, that could be very frustrating at times. But if our relationship with the Lord is about knowing everything and having all of our theological ducks in a row, then yes, it will be frustrating. But if our relationship with God is based on intimacy, just knowing this magnificent, unknowable person that lives in unapproachable light and that we are his son and we get to have union with God through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is something that we are going to be continually unraveling, continually exploring the, and discovering the the majesty of who he is and what he has accomplished. And even in eternity, even when we are seeing him face to face and we're no longer in this natural body that isn't glorified because we will be in a glorified body. But even while we are on the other side, when we're with him in glory, we will be getting new revelation of who he is. And so we must embrace mystery. And I know that in the Western world, we are very logical. We want everything to be neat and tidy when it comes to our understanding of scripture, when it comes to our theological bents. But the Eastern church often embraces mystery and we need to embrace mystery ourselves. Okay. I love when Jesus walked the earth, there was clear demonstrations of power. He cast out demons. He raised Lazarus. He cleansed lepers. You know, he said very plain things. Like when the woman was washing his feet with her hair and her tears, he said, when you are forgiven much, you love much. That's a very clear statement. Jesus did say love, like this is the new commandment. And he talked about loving God as we are loved and loving our neighbor as we are loved. And he goes into the first commandment, the second commandment, and he makes certain things very, very clear. It's better to give than to receive, you know, treat others as you would like to be treated. Those are very plain statements. And so we have that, but there's also so much that people have been arguing. Theologians have been arguing, you know, church fathers been debating and really working through the Trinity, the mystery of the Trinity, how God is uncreated. It talks about what did he actually accomplish in his atonement. There's so many theories of atonement. What did he actually accomplish? And, and so there's just so much there. And so, but we see Jesus in the gospels. He did speak plainly at times. He did manifest his kingdom in a way where it's like, whoa, that's the spirit of God. That's the kingdom of God. He heals the sick. He raises the dead. He cleanses lepers. He saves souls. He forgives sins. Like that is gospel and that is plain. But then there is also the side of mystery of, wow, like I love demonstrations of God's power. I love when he makes it plain. But I also love when I don't quite understand everything, knowing that there is going to be so much to discover when I'm walking this earth and when I'm with him in eternity and glory. And so oftentimes, if you're in the Western world, you know that most of our churches, we love 
the logical aspect, understanding things. We're like a, a neat, tidy theology, but oftentimes we need to learn from the worldwide body of Christ. When you look and you read into the mystics and you read into the Eastern church and, and orthodoxy and you get into the church fathers, the early church fathers, you begin to see like, wow, they were just enraptured with this man, Jesus, and they were just undone at the finished work of Christ. And, you know, we don't need to have an answer to everything. How can we know an unknowable God? He will give us glimpses we see in part right now, and one day we will be fully known. We will know as we are fully known, but right now we need to embrace the fact that we see dimly. We see dimly, and he will reveal himself to us, but it is progressive, and we will be experiencing progressive revelation as we walk in union with Christ. And so there's been many times, there's been many times in my life where maybe, especially in Bible school, you know, praying for the sick. It's just like when I first started praying for the sick and I wasn't seeing healings take place, you begin to question like, God, like what, what in the world's going on here? You said, if I lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Or there was times where I struggled with fear in my life. And I felt like I kept hitting my head against the same wall, against the same wall. And it was like, well, Lord, deliver me from this. I want it out. It's not like I love this. It's not like I want this. Or when it comes to specific sins in our lives, it's like, God, I want this addiction out. I want this idolatry out. I want this selfishness out. I want this greed out, whatever it may be. It's like, okay, I want it gone. How come I'm not experiencing immediate freedom even when I pray into it? Or we pray for a loved one. We pray for someone on the streets whatever it may be, and we're doing all the right things, we're confessing the word, we're standing in agreement, but we don't see a manifestation of what the word of God says that we should and could experience, okay? It's, this is what, this is the tension of a believer. We believe, we walk by faith, not by sight. And are we going to trust our experience? Are we going to trust our feelings? Are we going to trust the word of God? Are we going to trust the word of God? It, it's, it's amazing because if we're not experiencing something that the word of God says that we can or should experience, then we begin to question the inerrancy of scripture, the infallibility of scripture that is God breathed. And this is, this is what's happening nowadays. The enemy is targeting the word, causing people to question it, its authenticity. And when it comes to just Jesus, like, what about this Jesus? I don't see certain things mapped out in my life. We need to understand that this is an unfolding journey. We are on a progressive journey, and we love when he manifests his power and his presence. We love when we walk in the fullness. We love when we see healings, when we see a miracle take place. We love when we feel the comfort of the Father. We love when it's tangible, when there's something that we taste, touch, and feel. There's something that is demonstrated that is a testimony that we're able to declare to other people that he brought me through this. He delivered me from this. But what about the areas of our life with question marks on them? What about the person that we're contending for that's struggling with a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction, and we have yet to see them free, even though they say they want to be free? What about the person that we prayed for that was sick and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we did not see the breakthrough that we desire to see? What about when we're trying to rack our minds theologically about an issue, about the reality of hell, about the reality of how predestination, you know, all these different things like, you know, 
all these different theologies, like what is going to be our heart set in the midst of this? Is Jesus the answer greater than having all the answers? Is it really about having it all figured out, having everything neat and tidy, or is it really about knowing this person and trusting him regardless of what we see? And at the end of the day, standing and believing the word, whether we see a manifestation of every aspect of the word right now in our lives, because if you searched into your history and if you really gave it thought, I know the enemy might be trying to attack you and blind you saying, well, God didn't show up in this way. You thought he was going to manifest his promises in this way. What about the times his promises were manifest? What about the times you cried out, he heard you, and he brought the answer that you needed? He brought the friend that you needed. He plugged you into the church that you needed. You became in relationship with someone you needed. You wanted to get married and you found someone that was perfect for you. You wanted to have a child and he touched your womb, whatever it may be. You need to remind yourself and stir yourself up on the times where he did tangibly come through when it was a manifestation of his word in your life. And just because not every area of your life can be logically understood and practically explained, listen, this is a life of faith, whether we like it or not. And will we trust him when we don't have all the answers? Will he be our all in all even when we don't have all the answers? Will we lay our offenses at his feet or not? Blessed is he who is not offended at me. John was like, I'm in prison. The apostle, This is John the Baptist. Sorry, he was like, I'm in prison. Are you really the Messiah? I believe that you were the one to come, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, but... But really, I'm in prison now. This doesn't make sense. Are you truly the Messiah? And Jesus said, listen, I'm raising the dead. I'm cleansing the lepers. I'm healing the sick. Good news is being preached to the poor. And blessed is he who is not offended at me. (laughs) Oh, that's so powerful. He's saying like, yeah, you might be in a circumstance that doesn't make sense, but don't forget the word that you received. Don't forget what God whispered to you in private, that I am the Messiah and I'm doing the stuff that the Messiah does. And don't be offended at me. Blessed is he who believes without seeing. That's what the Lord said to Thomas, the disciple. He said, you're just believing because you're seeing the wound in my side and the wounds in my hands. He's like, that's great. He's still in his kindness manifested to Thomas in a glorified body and said, touch my hands and touch my side. But at the same time, he's saying, yes, I did show up in my kindness to reveal to you that it really is me in glorified form and I really am alive. But blessed are those who have not seen what you've seen here, Thomas, and they believe. Even the mystery of resurrection and death, like the Jews and the people back then when Jesus walked, they, the Jews and, and Israel, they imagined a savior coming in, conquering Rome, defeating their enemies, making Israel the praise of the earth and manifesting the promises in a way that Jesus did not come in that sense the first time. And so Jesus came losing by death and winning through resurrection. And even to this day, there's so many things that are questions that are unanswered. People are saying, well, okay, well, Where is your savior? Where is your God? He said he was going to restore. He said he was going to save. He said he was going to heal. Why is he waiting so long to come back? Those questions are out there. And he's not intimidated. God is not intimidated. Jesus is not on the edge of his seat at the right hand of the father, breaking in nervously saying, here I am. I'm real. I promise. He, (laughs) he loves mystery. 
It woos us. It brings us close. It keeps us knit to him. When we draw close and we say, I love you, even if I don't understand, I lean in and I trust you, even if I don't see it right now. And I believe your word is your word, whether it's in full manifestation or whether I'm walking in the full promises or there's areas of my life that don't reflect what I'm seeing here right now. I still trust you. I still know your nature. I still know your kindness. I'm in love with you, not because of what you've done for me, but because of who you are. Just even the fact that our Savior came, our Lord came, and he came to suffer, and he came to die, and he came to rise, and he came to pour out his Holy Spirit, his invisible but glorious Holy Spirit that makes himself tangible and known, but still very invisible. He poured out his Spirit, and then he went into heaven. And now he's pouring out his spirit, pouring out his word, his through his church, his victorious church, and even allowing us still to make mistakes and not perfecting us in every way we walk it out. Yes, we're perfected by his blood. Yes, we're the righteousness of God in Christ, not by our works, but we aren't always living perfectly. And he's not intimidated by that. He doesn't swoop in to say, whoa, 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 everybody's messing this up. Let me, let me, uh, let me show you what I'm really about. No. Even the fact that he came losing to win, the fact that he came suffering to rise, he just, no one was expecting it. No one was expecting it. This is the grand mystery that we're forever going to explore. But if we lean into the mystery, we will also experience the power of his embrace. The mind can't take us into the deep things of God. He hides eternity in our hearts. It's our heart that embraces. It's our heart that, dis- that discerns and perceives. It is first experienced and seen and known in the realm of the spirit, and then it eventually makes its way to our head. We do begin to understand over time, but it, it starts in our heart because eternity is in our hearts. And deep cries out to deep. The depth of our spirit, the depth of our soul cries out to his deep. If we lean into the mystery and we, that's when we experience the embrace. And if we go back into Song of Songs, the scripture that I quoted, it's chapter two, verse six, his left hand is under my head and his right hand embraces me. You know, when, you know, if you're a woman or a man, you know, but let's just say Jesus being our bridegroom, he swoons us, he dips us, he dances over us, he dances with us, but it's it's that romantic posture of when your lover has his hand, his left hand under your head and his right hand around you when he dips you. It's that very same understanding. But oftentimes in scripture, we we see the right hand of God. You know, it says Jesus is at the right hand of God the Father. That is a place of dominion. That is a place of authority. That That is a place where it is exercised but we don't often hear about the left hand. And I believe the left hand is shrouded for a reason. It's the glory of God to hide a matter, but the glory of kings to search it out. I believe the left hand is in the realm of mystery because it's not spoken about. It's not clear in scripture. It's very clear that his arm is not too short, that it can't save. And it is clear that Jesus is at the right hand 
of the Father, and we have revelation of Jesus at the right hand that's a place of dominion and authority. But what about the left hand of the Father? It's in mystery. And if our head would just rest on the mysteries of God, his left hand under our head, then we will experience the right hand of his tangible embrace, the power of his presence, revelation that pours from his lips, a demonstration of the kingdom. Because this is a faith walk. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We go from faith to faith. And if we allow our heads, our minds, our logic to just sink into his left hand in rest, trust, and surrender, then we will experience the authority, the righteousness, the demonstration of his kingdom through his right hand embracing us every single day. And so I felt burdened just to share this. Um, I love the tangible presence of God. I love when he manifests. I love when he brings revelation. I love when he makes himself known. I love when he captures a heart and it's obvious and addictions broken off and someone is healed and someone's delivered of a demon. I love when these things happen. Um, but also I've seen in my life and in the lives of so many others traveling and ministry and my family and, and churches and with believers and I've just seen the mystery and all of us, we're not immune to it. Okay. We're all going to have question marks in areas of our faith, but is it about having it figured out? Is it about knowing everything? Is it about having a tidy theology? Is it about just, is it about that? Or is it about knowing him in the clearness and in the obscurities, in the, in the plain demonstrations as well as in the mysteries? And so bless you guys. I hope that encouraged you today. I hope that stirred you today um, to know Jesus in a deeper way. For those of you who watch and listen to Awaken Podcast, thank you. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, they can be encouraged, they can be comforted, challenged, awakened by the gospel of Jesus. Bless you, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to 
Be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You can also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you